But when I talk to voters around the country, Wolf, I have to say I get very, very few questions about impeachment. I know that there are people who are very intent on the impeachment proceedings day to day, but that doesn't line up with what I'm hearing from voters here on the ground. So would Democrats, you believe, be better off simply wrapping up this impeachment process uh, sooner rather than later? I do think that the more time that goes on, the less time the Democrats have to present a positive vision for the country that will get people excited and help us win in 2020. That's Andrew Yang on CNN with Wolf Blitzer. Uh, making the argument that, look, I'm going around, I'm campaigning, and people aren't bringing up impeachment. I I, I don't feel it in my own life. Uh, I understand Washington, D.C. is crazy abuzz with impeachment. Maybe, you know, maybe a place like New York is, too. I don't, but I just don't think a regular America is. And a number of the candidates have said, and I've heard reporters say this, too, that traveling around Iowa and New Hampshire, impeachment is not, not on people's lips. And that's what Andrew Yang is just saying, and polls would show you that. And it gets to a Vanity Fair article that is out today. Uh, Responding to numbers we've had uh, all week long, that independents are going away from impeachment. There's been a 10-point drop since the hearing started among independents for impeachment and removal. They're just not digging it, which is interesting. So you have... A chunk of people out there that were for removing the president, then the hearing started and they thought, I don't know if it's the information they got or just slept on it a couple of nights or what, but decided, nah, nah, that's a bad idea. So according to Vanity Fair, Gallup has self-identified independence at roughly 40% of the electorate. Many of these voters are closet partisans, reliably voting for one party or another. So that 40% that says they're independent, are not all actually independent. The actual independent are somewhere between 10 and 20% that are true persuadables. Might vote this way, might vote that direction. 10 or 20% of the entire electorate. But those votes are actually up for grabs, and uh, even a modest shift among that group could determine the outcome for the next presidential election. To understand the relative lack of enthusiasm among independents for impeachment, uh, this writer in Vanity Fair says, I took a close look at data from the most recent political morning consult tracking poll, a poll in which the Hive, which is an organization that looks into this, had the opportunity to propose questions focused on independence and their views. The data, along with supplementary interviews, illustrates an electorate that believes the impeachment inquiry is connected to the priorities of politicians and the media, not of ordinary voters. And an electorate confused and dispirited by the nonstop parade of Washington scandals. Well, that second part is, you know, how could you dispute that? That after several years of nonstop hearings and nonstop, especially from the media, this is the big one. This is the big scandal that's going to bring down Trump and it doesn't amount to anything. Of course, people are tired of and confused by all of that. But how about that, that independents believe that it's the priority of politicians and the media, not voters, that is driving this? Three important factors are driving the views of independents, according to Vanity Fair and their polling. The first is that, in their view, impeachment distracts from issues that they actually care about. 27% of independents described impeachment as a top priority, and another 10% that agreed that it is a priority, just not a top one. That's only 27%. In the abstract, so, 37% saying that an issue is a priority doesn't sound too bad, but among the 11 issues 
that Politico and Morning Consult tested, impeachment ranked last. They asked about 11 different issues, and impeachment ranked last among independents. Nancy Pelosi knew this. She was trying as hard as she could to stop this train from leaving the station, as David Drucker said, but she couldn't do it. The enthusiasm of the media, some of the politicians, and the hardcore base is what drove it. 11 priorities, impeachment ranks last among independents. That's absolutely incredible. You're doomed if that is the case. Um, Well below deficit at 74%, health care at 72%, infrastructure at 70%. I'm really happy to see deficit that high up with independents. That's interesting. Republicans and Democrats don't seem to care about it. Independents do. And healthcare ranking that high? Next hour, we're going to talk to Craig, the, the, our healthcare guru, about the various candidates and the, their healthcare plans. That's an issue people actually care about. You know why? Because it affects you every single day. I, I, I was paying uh, medical bills just yesterday. Every time you go to the doctor, you get hit with bills and services you don't understand. That matters to you. Impeachment? Sorry. Not so much. Um, even Trump's border wall scored as a higher priority for independence than impeachment. That's amazing. Fundamentally, most independents want Congress to focus on issues that impact their lives, and they have not been convinced that curtailing the bad acts of Donald Trump would have a tangible effect. That's the sort of rumblings that's happening within the Democratic Party right now that has them wondering how they're going to get out of this, I think. That's that's how we uh, we quoted one Democratic rep from Michigan who said, I'm trying to convince friends of mine that we vote for some sort of censure and end this thing. She's not for impeachment right now. Eleven things to choose from independents ranked impeachment last. And you don't know if you'd have had 20 things on the list, impeachment might have still been last. You know, you can only you can only have one last. It was the thing they were least interested in. That's absolutely incredible. It's got to drive Adam Schiff crazy to see those numbers. When he had his teary-eyed closing on Friday to the hearings, that he doesn't understand why people don't get why this is such an awful thing that's happening. Well, they just, independents at least, just don't care. It's just a fact. That's enough of that, but I found that quite astounding. Andrew Yang gets it. I think a lot of the the uh, candidates get it. I'll bet Elizabeth Warren doesn't bring it up when she's walking out on stage. I'll bet she's talking health care and billionaires and taxes. I'll bet she's not talking impeachment in Iowa today or New Hampshire or wherever she is. I want to talk video games briefly with Sean when I come back because my kids finally want to get into it, and I don't know a thing about it. Nothing. The last video game I played seriously was Pong in the 70s. I know nothing about video games. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So Joe Getty later this hour. He's the Getty half of the Armstrong and Getty Show who uh, had surgery on Friday and so has been out, but he is going to join us. I don't know if he's going to talk about that or what. You never know. He's a wild card. He's a wild card. He could be anywhere. He could be angry. He could be happy. He could be be high on it. I know he was on the fentanyl. And the propofol, so the stuff that killed Michael Jackson, the propofol, the milk, and uh, and then the fentanyl. So that's some hardcore stuff right there. 
Um, and then later we're going to talk to uh, Craig Gottwald, our healthcare guru, to go through some of the uh, where we are on the healthcare conversation with the various candidates throwing out their stuff. There's a Bernie clip we're going to play a little later. Bernie explaining his new tax plan and then how that all fits into free health care for everybody and all that sort of thing. So, show's starting to come together. Only took a couple hours. Um, yesterday, my uh, oldest son, I dropped him off at his best friend's house for a while. They're nine. And they spend a lot of the time playing video games. And we don't have video games, really. We've got the classic Nintendo thing. It's a it's an uh, like early '80s version of uh, um, who are the the two guys? The Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers, Mario yeah. and Luigi. Yeah, I've yeah. never played that game, and they and they play it, and it looks very it looks very. I mean, their their heads are squares, their eyeballs are squares. Yeah, you play. Uh, you can it sounds like you're playing like the original eight bit version yeah, of the game. You have to tell me that those are human beings. I mean, it's really <laughs> low low tech stuff. So we don't what have is this, the olden days. Yeah, we don't have the cool new thing and. And we're, my wife and I are thinking that this is the year that we finally get him into the world of video games. And I've been resisting it for a variety of reasons. I just, I, I, I worry about them. Uh, well, I worry about him spending too much time on it. And then I know there's violent stuff and all that. So I'm, and I'm, I know nothing about video games. This is, this is really the only thing I know about video games. And this probably um, skews a lot of my belief about it. When I was a kid, we used to... Gladys, if you could play the harp. Thanks. Gladys! You making Thanksgiving dinner again this year, Gladys? Still cooking. World War One vet. Still cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Um, We used to go to my grandma's house when I was a kid, and we'd go, and when we went to grandma's house, we'd do all kinds of different stuff. We'd ride bikes, we'd play, we'd go to the park, we would hang out and talk, whatever. And then one year when we went, must have been mid-late 70s, uh, she had gotten from a neighbor a Pong game. That was the first console video game that you would plug into your TV. It only did one thing. The, 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 the thing you plugged in was the game. You didn't cartridges or whatever. It just was the only thing, Pong. And if you remember it, it was, it was, <laughs> it was, there wasn't a lot to it. A little square ball went back and forth and you hit it with paddles. It was a delight. You could bounce it off the sides and yeah. But my brother and I got so into that and that's all we did the whole time. We did that all day, all afternoon. We never went outside. I don't remember talking to anybody. I don't remember. There was no reason to be at grandma's house. All we did was play Pong. What do you mean? She had Pong. <laughs> and it just, it hurts my heart to think of it. And, and I don't think it was good in any way. Um, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think just because something is entertaining, it's necessarily a good idea. So that's a, you know, I realize I have a 45 year old reference for video games and I got to get up to speed on this. So what, what, what would I, where would I even start on buying my kids something? What's it going to cost me? Is it going to cost me $2,000 or 50 bucks? I don't have any idea. Uh, somewhere in between there. Uh, (laughs) with, with the younger kids, I would, I would try to stick to the Nintendo brand. Um, they are very much still in the, in the business of making games for children. What's an Xbox? An Xbox is Microsoft. Okay. Uh, PlayStation is Sony. What What are the big players? Are there uh, mul- how many big players are there? Those three essentially. You got three. Your, yeah, yeah. Sony, PlayStation, Microsoft, Xbox, and then Nintendo. Okay, there you go. That's helping me a lot. Just knowing that. Um. The, the and any uh, other parents listening right now are going to buy Christmas gifts. The the Xbox and the PlayStation uh skew much more towards the teenager and up gaming okay. crowd. Good to know. So, so the, Nintendo's for the younger crowd. Yeah, you're much less likely to find realistic uh, warfare style shooters in there. 
Um, if they, they have those similar types of games, but it's kids shooting each other with like paint squirt guns as opposed to AR-15s okay. and, and stuff like that. Well, that probably solves that. I'm probably going to go Nintendo then. Um, they, their Switch, uh, their, their current console, the Nintendo Switch, uh, is about 300 bucks, which is cheaper than the other, uh, the other competitors at, Boy, that as well. That ain't nothing though. No, but this one does have some tablet functionality as well. It is a console thing, but you can also remove that, take it with you, and it's kind of like your kid's oh, little cool. tablet for car trips. And, and you things. plug these into your TV, right? Yes. Just your regular television. Um, and then you do online stuff, cause that's another concern I have is, uh, is getting online and meeting weirdos who are, uh, pretending to be nine year old boys who are actually, uh, 50 year old scumbags who want to come to your house and abduct them. Uh, there are online capabilities. Uh, games have the ability to play each other online. It's particularly at the age of your kids. I would, uh, skew if, toward- if my son had a Nintendo at our house, and his buddy across town's got a Nintendo at his house. He can play his friend there. Yes. Yeah. And you can be assured you're playing him and not. Yes. Yeah. So you can have friends list some, and some Jeffrey Epstein character somewhere. Right. The, the, I would stay away from the games that just offer online play modes where you just kind of jump into the sandbox of online and then you get paired with various random okay. people. Uh, but yeah, sticking to the games where, no, I want to play my friend Tim in this game that we both have. I don't know if your kid has a friend named Tim. It's interesting. Trying to figure out how kids take in violence. There are a lot of different studies on video game violence, and it's not you know clear uh, which games do what damage and all that sort of stuff. Um, like where I was playing Clue with my youngest son yesterday, the, the board game Clue. Oh, it's a brutal game, <laughs> right? And and I was talking to my wife about it, and she said I played it all the time when I was a kid, and I never thought twice about it, and I never did either. But I mean, the idea that Colonel Mustard bludgeoned this woman to death with a with, can- a, with a lead barbaric yes in the library so she's sitting there reading a book this guy comes in her and beats her to death with a pipe what kind of a game is that stop the hammering or miss scarlet using some sort of poison or hanging someone (laughs) but um (laughs) but those games have been around forever and they they didn't leave a mark on me or anybody else i don't think i mean there's there's violent imagery there There's, there's obviously the idea of horrifying violence and just it doesn't mean anything and so I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So he said he was playing some sort of what's the popular military one? Call of Duty. Call, he was playing some sort of Call of Duty, and he said the Call of Duty he was playing was no, no blood and guts or anything like that. I haven't seen it. I need to check it out. He's, he's not supposed to play those things without asking us first. But yeah, I, I don't know if he's using that as shorthand for a first-person shooter game, which Nintendo has one where you're using paint guns instead of actual guns. Uh-huh. Or, but if he's playing the Call of Duty proper style game, that's it's it that's that's a, a, a much more mature version of that game. Gotcha. I don't think his buddy probably has that. Uh, the, the Nintendo also has... And I realize you can read reviews on all this stuff online on a gazillion yes. different parent websites, just like movies and everything and else. And sticking to things that are branded as Mario Blank, uh, like Mario Kart is a very good child-friendly racing game. Um, Mario the, Lopez, is that a good one? Y- yes, very fun game. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but uh, like Luigi's Mansion, right? He's he's uh, cleaning out a haunted hotel, and his weapon is a vacuum that he uses to suck up all the the ghosts. So with. anything Mario related is definitely safe. I, I might that that might be the direction I go to start with. Yeah, I, I think like a Mario Kart and uh, some of the various things like that is a, <laughs> is a great starting point. They also have uh, Pokemon games. I know your your kids are big into the Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Those are very age appropriate. So somebody texted. We got we're getting a ton of texts on this, by the way, like a gazillion, which is interesting. Uh, GTA is a must. Is that Grand Theft Auto? You is do that not where, want your child playing Grand Theft Auto at you, this point. Is that, 
Is that where you like pick up hookers and stuff like that? I mean, th- you can do that in the game. That's not necessarily the point of the game. But <laughs> it's not how you score and win. No, but that's you know. It's it, how you get arrested in herpes. <laughs> in some ways, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got chlamydia. Deduct fifty points. Okay, well that helps me a little bit. I'll go Nintendo something or other. Yeah, but feel free to to reach out as as use me as a resource as you're wading into these worlds. Oh yeah. He's pretty, they're pretty excited about the idea cuz they they really like our old school 80s Nintendo thing they're playing now, which is just there's not much to it. And even something like Minecraft, I think it's it's essentially digital Legos. I think your kids would enjoy that in in some ways. Jack, my wife, and I are both 27. We highly recommend the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I think that's what I'm leaning toward. What do you got coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, the administration ready to fight over the judges ruling the Trump aides must testify. You got Democrats losing party support for impeachment and Bill Cosby's first jailhouse interview. No remorse. Yeah, that's something. I understand the audio is pretty difficult to understand, but we'll, uh, we'll tell you what Bill Cosby had to say in his first interview, and he's still... Going with the, I didn't do it, huh? Yep. Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, he doesn't have a lot of options there. Um, if he, you know, if he ever admits to doing it, it's just how it is psyche poss- possibly deal with that. Uh, stay tuned for all that on the way. And uh, Joe's joining the show here in just a few minutes. Joe Getty of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty show uh, at the armstrongandgetty.com. We've got a new t-shirt and there's a bunch of hats and t-shirts and stuff like that. But We've got Sean's new shirt, Avid Endorsman. And uh, that fits with you. You like video games and stuff like that. And I'm just thinking, when my kids have the greatest technology for video games that currently exists, from what I understand is pretty damn good, pretty entertaining, no wonder you, you don't see kids outside riding a bike. Why would you go outside and and do something that's effort if you've got just unbelievably great entertainment right where you are in air-conditioned comfort? I, I, I get it. I understand. The disappearance of boredom from youth, I think, is going to have a lot of untold sure. side effects. Oh, yeah, and it might, you know, and part of it might be anxiety and depression right. and all that. I don't know. It doesn't have to be something bad. I would guess that it will be, but it doesn't have to be something bad. But, yeah, a lot of what sent me outside was just, what are you going to do? If you're a nine-year-old boy, sitting in the house watching soap operas is not something you're going to do. You're going to go out and come up with a game. You're going to climb a tree or build a treehouse or whatever. Anyway, my kids are going down that road, and uh, we'll see how it turns out. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Yeah, it's been answered. The Justice Department plans to appeal a federal judge's ruling that former White House counsel Don McGahn must testify in the House Judiciary Committee. That ruling rejecting the administration's claim that McGahn didn't need to comply with a subpoena because he was a close advisor to President Trump, who has immunity. Now, this case could indeed have implications for other current and former White House officials who are looking to avoid testifying in the House impeachment inquiry. John Bolton's team is reviewing the judge's ruling to see how it impacts how they're going to proceed with the ongoing congressional inquiries for him to testify. So they're already circling around this judge's ruling to see what could happen. Yeah, I I don't know how this is going to play out. Um, From the burblings in the reporting, it sounds like a lot of Democrats want to get this over with. Get to the vote, get it to the Senate, get it over with and behind us. 
I don't know if they're going to draw it out and now try to get more people to come testify. I don't know. Meanwhile, even as things stand now, Democrats have a decision to make over proceeding with the impeachment of Trump. House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff telling colleagues the committee's impeachment investigation report could come out next week and that it's really not up to just him to determine what step is warranted next. I certainly think that the evidence that's been produced overwhelmingly shows serious misconduct by the president. But I do want to hear uh, more from my constituents, and I want to hear more from my colleagues. Is that shift just trying to sound uh, statesmanlike, like he's above it all, I'm just a man in search of truth? Is he just trying to do that, or is he trying to walk this thing back, recognizing, right. like that Vanity Fair article we read from earlier, Impeachment finished last, 11 out of 11, among independent voters of things they care about. He's got to be aware of those polls. Yep. The Washington Examiner, among others, uh, pointing out that a House vote to impeach the president could put a number of moderate Democrats at risk in 2020. Already Michigan Democrat Representative Brenda Lawrence, a prominent supporter of Kamala Harris, who's previously supported the impeachment inquiry into President Trump, abruptly announced Sunday she no longer saw any value in the process. What I'm hoping is, after the Clinton impeachment failed and hurt the Republicans, and now this impeachment, I think, is going to fail and hurt the Democrats, that both parties have decided, you know, this whole impeachment thing doesn't do us any good unless we got a serious, serious crime. We're not doing it, and it'll be the end of this stupid game. Meanwhile, well, meanwhile, President Trump is going to be holding a Keep America Great rally in Florida. He is going to a, a huge arena in uh, Sunrise, Florida, later on today, uh, complete with special guests, live music, and voter registration. So he will probably be, once again, on fire. And Bill Cosby has given his first... Hey, hey, hey! ...has given his first jailhouse interview, and he says he has no remorse for the crimes that landed him in prison for 10 years. In the interview with Black Press USA, the 82-year-old is suggesting he's maintaining his innocence, saying that when he comes up for parole, the board will not hear him say he has any remorse. He adds he doesn't care about people talking about this situation when they weren't there, and he also claims his trial was a complete sham. During the interview, he referred to his cell as a penthouse, adding that he is privileged behind the bars of the maximum security penitentiary. He's currently serving a three to ten year sentence for drugging and raping a woman. And again, Cosby says he will not show any remorse because he did nothing wrong. It's hard to imagine what's going on in the psyche of a person like that um, because he was one of the most respected people in American culture for Half a century? Oh, yeah. Easy. And uh, he knew in his mind that he was a disgusting, vile character. Somewhere in his own mind, he knew he was a f- complete phony. He was, he, was, you know, he was raping unconscious women all that time. So what sort of dual psyche thing he's got going on there? So he, he certainly could believe he's innocent because he spent all these decades pretending he's the good father telling us all how to raise kids when he's a secret rapist. What a nut job. They need to study him. Right. And again, he keeps saying the whole thing was a setup. The whole thing was rigged against him. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. My kids have gotten into the old Cosby show, Fat Albert and the Gang, and we watch watch those videos, and they really like it. And it's got a pretty good message, and they're funny and all that. And 
And Bill's on there. It's a cartoon, but Bill's on there. The real Bill is a young, cool, good-looking dude. And it's weird to watch that and think that he was all that time secretly a rapist. Right, right. And my kids don't know that and don't need to know that. But, wow, what a nut. Uh, we have a, a special guest coming up by the name of Joe Getty, who had uh, some fairly major surgery on Friday and joins the show for the first time. He's all high on propofil and fentanyl, from what I understand, next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. Get out of control. You need help. I know what you're going through. I too once fell under the spell of opium. It was 1979. I was traveling the Yangtze in search of a Mongolian horsehair vest. I got to the market after sundown. All of the clothing traders had gone. But a different sort of trader still looked about. Just a tasty scent. That was all it took. Mr. Peterman, I don't know what's going on here. I am not addicted to anything. Oh, Elaine. The toll road of denial is a long and dangerous one. The price? Your soul. Yam yams, Elaine. And that's what Joe Getty is on. Yam yams to try to handle the pain from his surgery. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, one Joe Getty. Delightful to be back. How is everyone? How are you? How are you? Wondering why we're here. The general manager today was, um, where is everybody? With the assistant general manager being, why are we here? We've only asked that question 27 yeah. consecutive yeah. years I know. I showing just, up on days like today. I was just sitting in the lunchroom getting some coffee, and somebody said, why are you here? And I thought, that's just so dispiriting. <laughs> I mean, when you're at work and people are saying, why are you here? It makes you feel like you've done something wrong. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, I won't try real hard then during this little segment. How are you on the yum-yums? It's fine. It's fine. You know, I got that, uh, the drugs dialed in pretty well, alternating that with the good old-fashioned ibuprofen and... The pain is well controlled as long as I do what I'm supposed to do. I mean, if I like tried to chuck away my walker and stride across the floor, I'd fall down weeping like a child. But um, so, so far, so good. In what form are you taking um, uh, the yam yams, propofil, and fentanyl? Oh, oh, that was uh, just during the surgery. And how do they give that to you? An, an IV drip? Yes, yeah, uh, IV. Yeah, um, I'm not sure exactly. In a guy, what order a guy sneaks happened. into the room and says, Psst, "You want some?" <laughs> exactly. How much should I take? I don't know. Uh, no, we uh, the anesthesiologist just mentioned the drugs that <clears throat> I think it was in advance that would be used. Uh, my memories of the last several days are fairly hazy, as I am all hopped up. But uh, turns out, Jack, you, you'll have a vague, vague memory of this. You remember when Jacko OD'd on, on the milk and mm-hmm. the propofol? And we asked an anesthesiologist to call in and explain what these drugs were and how powerful they are and all. My anesthesiologist was the guy who called in. Oh, really? Yeah, wow, great, that's a great guy, too. Terrific guy, um, as you might expect, of a, a friend of Armstrong and Getty, but... Um, so, yeah, so we talked about admitted uh, radio caller and you still let him. Uh, <laughs> you're, take, you're taking the mind numbing drugs from radio callers. <laughs> point well taken. Sean. Uh, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, the drug thing's fine. Although I tell you what, 
I'm all stopped up like the Hoover Dam again. Mm. And, and I've been hammering down prunes and prune juice and oatmeal and apples, and I'm about to go to extreme measures. I'm about to take powerful uh, powerful drugs. Have you thought about the Big E? <laughs> I, t- I would gladly take that on wow, right now. Wow, I, I, I Willingly just, taking the Big E. Sure, whatever it takes. The alternate's not pleasant either, and I won't go too far down that road. It's the sacred holiday season, but... I tell you what, it's 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 like trying to pass. I don't know cue balls, but they're not round; they're cubes. Well, a lot of our textures say you're full ass. So, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Uh, other than that's coming along pretty well, though, as far as I can tell. You know, bouncing back all right, shuffling around, doing do you, my thing. Here's what I, I'll bet you really miss: <clears throat> the hour by hour impeachment talk. Oh, for are you God's really sake. are you taking in a lot of that from your uh, from your <laughs> sick bed? Not so much. I'm trying to keep up on it a little bit, but boy, it seems extra dumb when you take a step away from it. Yeah, I don't know if you heard the the, the first segment this hour. It's from a Vanity Fair piece, um, a poll that was done recently among independent voters, which make all the difference in this because the R's and D's are where they are and they aren't moving. Sure. Uh, among independents, out of 11 things that uh, they surveyed, do you care about this? Impeachment finished 11th. And I have a <sighs> feeling that if you asked 20 things, it would have finished 20th. Wow. It's just wow. people don't care. And we had Andrew Yang on earlier, and other candidates have said this. People, nobody in Iowa is asking me about this at the rallies about impeachment. It's a made up, uh, crazy base and media creation. That's what it is. Wow. And a cable news promotion. Yeah. Now, well, that, as, as you said, I don't want to answer the angry text. No, the phone call's not made up. Trump did that. He did all the stuff he's being accused of. It just people caring about it is made up. People don't right. care. Hey, how was your conversation with uh, Andrew Yang? I'm so sorry I missed that. No, 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 no. I just played a clip. We didn't talk to oh, Andrew Yang. No. Oh, super jealous. He was on with Wolf Blitzer, and Wolf Blitzer was just really aghast and sputtering as Andrew Yang was telling him, nobody's asking me about impeachment. Nobody cares. He was on with that woolly-headed, stupid jackass and not a... I'm sorry, it's the drugs. I'm sorry. I'm very volatile right now. I'm very Well, you're, you're missing your Popoville, so you got the uh, the monkey on your back. <laughs> <laughs> it's making you turn angry, and you're about to go break car windows and steal car stairs to try to just get another another taste of the yam yams, Elaine. I tell you what, when the dam comes unleashed, I'm going to need some powerful stuff to help me through that. But I'll uh, maybe I'll post that on TikTok or something. So, what do you sleep a lot, or what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a fair amount of sleeping and laying around, just mm. you know, lowy. Which is my usual persona, but it's extra low because your body's a healing, but. It's you know it it really helps to have gone through this once, um, so yeah it's fine. I watched an ungodly amount of football this weekend. I kind of enjoyed that. I mean because normally I'm too ashamed, but I thought screw it, I can do anything I want. So sure. yeah, game after game. You got two brand new hips now. So I do. Oh, I've got show and tell when I come back to work too. The um. Mm, I'm not sure how specific I can get on this. Several of the people involved in the procedure and or equipment are friends of Armstrong and Getty, so I got a show and tell. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I get to bring in an artificial hip joint. Oh, yeah. Show you what it's like. Cool. Huh. You the, could beat somebody to death with it. The I mean, old ball be an and odd thing to do. So, uh, again, how heavy is it? I've asked oh, this before. I well, I, again, uh, it seems to be about the same as the bonal but equivalent. It's, but it's heavy enough you could hit somebody on the head. You could kill Colonel Mustard in the library with it if you wanted to. It wouldn't be my favorite murder weapon. But, yeah, the, the part <laughs> that goes down into your femur mm. is a good, solid chunk of metal. 
So, yeah, I mean, if you needed to commit a homicide with it, you could, yes. So, so what do you think? Are you thinking slalom skiing or uh, dancing with the stars? I mean, anything's on the list now. Competitive trampolining. Exactly. Now that he got two new hips. Well, I hope to be back on the balance beam by March and the vault <laughs> by April. Uh-huh. We had the video yesterday of uh, Delaney, with the presidential candidate, yeah. doing, what do they call those? Uh, standing Table. box jumps. Box jumps. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's jumping up on the on tables from a standing start. He just jumps up on them. And I, I think you could start doing that. Yeah, yeah. Not so much. Mm. Uh, I can lift my leg up onto a pillow if I help. Mm. Um, but no. No, I'd just uh, be glad to be out on the golf course and walking and hiking through the mountains with Judith and that sort of thing, honestly. And just not in pain. The pain. Pain. Uh, but it'll be fine, I think. Oh, my friends are listening and sending in constipation cures as we speak. Okay. Oh, um, boy, that seems a little extreme. Where do you, where do you buy one of those? Lowe's? Right. <laughs> that diameter? Okay, if you say so. Seems That's a little gonna extreme, be ouchy but... going in. <laughs> so, uh, how will Thanksgiving be then? Are you, will you, will you eat? Well, I guess if you're all stopped up, you won't eat. Well, I don't know. Maybe that'll, that's what it takes. I don't know. My sister and her husband are coming to the house, and and I'm in charge of cooking the turkey. Although I will not be doing the labor. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna do a regular Thanksgiving. I think honestly, I'll be fine. Uh, just not a lot of appetite, but are you introducing? Look at me. That's fine. Have you introduced booze to the mix yet? Oh Lord, no. No, you no. can't do that. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, now, and and honestly, Jack, it, it wouldn't be. Uh, it's not about me being out of my head. I'm not against that. Uh, anybody who knows me knows that. Um, it's just uh, you're at risk of falling, and that would be like the Uber disaster mm. at this point. When will when will booze be uh, welcome into your life again? I guess when I'm done with the uh, the oxy. So I'm going to be tapering off of that in a bit. Most pain pill bottles I see have that little recipe sticker right on the side about mixing it with alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I don't, and they wouldn't put that on there if it wasn't fine. Right. Yeah, well, I probably ought to man up. You drink like a girl. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, my buddy Tom says Miralax. Yeah, that's probably what I take a week. That's what I used when I was doing chemotherapy was the Miralax. Our friend Dave like, says buy try, a bottle. Try Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Papa John's pizza will work, too. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna maybe catch. Uh, maybe catch. Uh, what's that place on a bad day? The Mexican restaurant. Catch them on a bad day when they got their lettuce from the wrong place. Oh, the Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Off and running. <laughs> I'm gonna take a uh, half a magnesium tablet, Jack, mm. which is the active ingredient in the milk of magnesia. Sure. This is such horrendous old person talk. Well, oh, it's it post surgery talk. Yeah. I I could be young and vital. I could be like a a star NFL running back, age twenty four, coming off of ACL surgery, and I would be having this conversation. Oh yeah, so. pain, that's what painkillers do. Um, uh, so people that abuse painkillers, like young party people who do it, are they constipated all the time? Is that a constant problem for? I, do heroin had, do heroin addicts get constipated? I've had some people say yes, and some people say no. Your body adjusts to it, but I don't know. Although I will tell you this: day one on the painkillers, I finally got an idea. I think of why people might get addicted to them, just because every time I woke up and I was, you know, do- dozing on and off a lot the day after surgery. Every time I woke up, I woke up with this just optimistic. Happy, this is going to be great. That's feeling. not the Joe I know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, 
When I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. <laughs> um, w- 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 no, and, and I thought, wow, okay. Now, uh, being post-surgery, you're super glad to have it over because it's a little, it's an anxious thing. It's, you know, it's not what you look forward to. So there was a little of that mixed in, but I wonder if, if some people just feel that a lot. I mean, with me, it was fine, but it was like I'm kind of happy and optimistic anyway. So I've, I don't think I've ever used those drugs, but haven't we learned over the years that they affect different people differently, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. And so they also interface with your body differently if you don't have pain that is it, that it's act- actively oh, going to treat. I didn't know Interesting. that. Interesting. I had yeah. no idea that because I've never taken a Vicodin recreationally. I took it when I had my Sean, wisdom actually, teeth out. And- what'd you get to about a year and a half into pharmacist school before, well... The unfortunate incident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turns out they aren't just samples. I thought they were. Right. How many suppositories did you steal? Well, <laughs> like I know, Sick. I know. I think Marshall's like me. You take Vicodin and you feel edgy and crappy. You don't feel happy and excited. And so, if it affects you the way that it makes you feel good, well, then yeah, you're a more likely candidate for for addiction. Yeah, I'm. I actually, I would describe it as a, a glass of wine, um, yeah, which is a pretty fine, good but... feeling. I have wine, and, and if it's I could not... live my life with the one glass of wine buzz, I could see the appeal of that. Yes, although you can't is the thing. Well, not for very long. <laughs> no, indeed. If I could get a little of that fentanyl, though, oh boy. Well, we have to take a break. I suggest you go back to your uh, high-powered painkillers, and, uh, and we'll see and you after thinking about pooping. Do you want to wish people a, people a happy Thanksgiving? Oh, by morning? all means, yeah. Thanks for the the good wishes and prayers, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Eat a lot of gravy with those pills. Armstrong and Getty.